more profit from less revenue. It's not uncommon that revenue can get flat when times are tough, which means you might not know how to increase your profit. Well, I'm going to give you some tips and some things to think about on this episode. Welcome to this week's episode of Dylan's Podcast. I'm Dylan. This is my podcast. This is where I get to talk about things that matter to entrepreneurs who are out running a business. And my hopes are that at the end of each episode, you're left with a stone in your shoe about something maybe you need to change or maybe you're encouraged. And maybe uh, this podcast just happens to hit your earbuds or your speakers at the exact right time when you're wrestling with something in your business and something you hear on this podcast is helpful. And so that's what I hope happens. So thank you for joining. I trust that this podcast will be valuable to you as I talk about how do you possibly make more money with less revenue. And as I was putting this together, I I could see very quickly that I could take this in a bunch of different directions. But again, I like to think all of my podcasts are timely, but this one may be uh, maybe a little bit more so because Uh, It's well known that uh, a recession is around the corner, although I still can't quite figure out how we would have a recession with interest rates being so low. But nonetheless, I'll leave that to the experts and the folks that do this for a living uh, because I'm just a talking head. I spend my days helping entrepreneurs who are in a tough spot and um, I take the things that I learn and I share them on this podcast, partly so I can work out what I think about these things, but also so that I can share it with folks who might benefit from it. So let's get talking about this idea a little bit. How do you make more profit from revenue? And just to get us all on the same page, if you will, revenue is the amount of money that your business makes from selling the product or service that it offers. So that's like the big, big number, revenue. This is what our sales are. Profit, however is how much money is left over after you've paid for all of your costs. So you've got revenue and you've got profit. The idea is that the more revenue you generate, the more profit you make. Um, That should be true, although as I've discovered in all of my times doing what I do each day, um, that that also cannot be true. The more revenue you get, the less profit you can make if your business is not run well or you don't know how your business actually makes money. But All things being equal, the general idea is that the more money your business makes, the more sales that you can generate should make you some more profit. But what happens if your sales flatline? Or what happens when you cannot generate more sales? Your business is really struggling to do the best job that it can, but it's just plateaued. It just can't seem to get more revenue. Now, normally, I would go on to talk about how to increase your market share, how to add more value to your business, how to improve the customer experience, but I'm not going to talk about any of those things today. Today, I'm going to try to keep it very straightforward and not very philosophical so that you can take something away from this episode and put it to use right away as soon as this podcast is over. So the first thing that you want to do is if you've got revenue and sales that aren't increasing, that you've plateaued, but you do want to increase your profit, the easiest way, the simplest way, the most logical way to do that is to bring your costs down. So um, using the example, if your business does $100,000 a year in revenue and your business has costs, payroll, office, all that sort of stuff of $70,000 and at the end of the day, your business has $30,000, 
If you wanted to make more money, you'd have to find a way to turn that $70,000 worth of expenses into 60 or into 50 so that you've got more profit. And so how do you do that? How do you actually bring your costs down? It just so happened I was sitting with my accountant a couple of weeks ago who was sharing with me that of all the bookkeepers they have on staff, their wage is somewhere between $25 and $45 an hour, depending on their seniority, depending on the kind of bookkeeping work that they're doing. But their business was in the midst of outsourcing a lot of that work, and they can outsource sort of $25, $30 an hour work out of the country to another country, and they can get that same quality of work done for closer to $10 or $18. And the benefit, of course, is that instead of having as many people on their payroll doing the job that they need uh, done, they're able uh, for and and have the, have it squeeze their margin. What they're able to do is they're able to send that work that that lower end work somewhere else for a lower end price. And in the course of doing that, they are still able to sell the or generate the same amount of revenue, but their profit goes up because their costs have come down. So one of the ways that you that you do that is you look for ways to make your processes more efficient. Now that might sound very businessy, but really what that means is reduce the number of times that you need to do something every time you sell a product or a service or reduce the number of inputs and resources that you need. So as I've told you before, I'm part of um, of a business in the transportation marketplace and a lot of the revenue that we generate, about 28% of the revenue that we generate is from the parts that we sell. So when we're helping our customers uh, get the help that they need for the for the work that is being done, uh, we just know every year we're going to buy X amount of parts to ensure that we've got what we need in stock to help our customers. Well, part of the way that you can make more money with less revenue is as you see that you're looking to reduce the number of times you need to do something. In our business, we discovered, of course, that if we reduce the number of times we go to our wholesaler or to our distributors, that it means we are able to turn jobs over quick, more quickly and that we are able to keep everyone focused. But there's another thing that happens. If we are able to stock the inventory that we use on a very regular basis because we've done a great job managing our inventory and knowing what we sell and how frequently we turn it over, and I know that for some small businesses or some medium-sized businesses, inventory is a beast to be wrestled to the ground. But nonetheless, if you're able to do it and you can get a line of sight to how you manage your inventory, a lot of times, like we did, you can buy in volume. And purchasing in volume will usually mean that your upfront costs are more because you got to put more money out today. But over the course of a financial year, you could have saved yourself. In our case, we're saving ourselves almost 10% on our parts in certain parts because we can buy on volume um, and we get a discount for doing that. And because the business is healthy, it has the cash to be able to do that. So by figuring out how to reduce the number of times you need to do something or reduce the number of inputs or resources that are needed, you might discover some ways to trim your costs or find a way that maybe uh, to pay for costs today, like inventory, that over time end up generating you a better profit margin at the end of the day. Um, you can also, if you don't, if you're in a business that isn't, um, that isn't in the, uh, you don't have parts, there's, there's nothing, there's no inventory that your business needs to keep. 
Uh, so say you're maybe a contractor or you're a professional services provider, like an accountant or a lawyer um, or a broker of some sort, then what you want to do is be more selective about the customer or the revenue that you go after. Um, in the construction business, as you know, I'm, I have a, um, an interest in, um, in a hazardous materials business in a lot of the work that we do. Um, you know, you have to bid for the work and you think you're bidding really well, only to discover that, you know what, we probably could have done half the amount of jobs, done a better job bidding those jobs, and probably still earned the same amount of money. Why? Because we could have been more selective about the customers and the jobs that we went after, spent more time bidding on them so that we knew our margins, and at the end of the day, we could have probably done half the jobs and made the same amount of money. If you are a lawyer or an accountant and you're not a contractor and you don't have to bid for work, then what you want to do is you want to find clients that just that don't suck all of your time. And uh, because as a professional service pro services provider, time is the only thing that you have to make money off of. It's really important that you use the time wisely that you have to generate the revenue that's in front of you. And I recall from my days running a brokerage for many, 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 many years, there's just a certain type of borrower um, that we just couldn't, we wouldn't do a mortgage for because we knew that at the end of the day, and I think at the time, now that I come to think of it, I think it was actually lines of credit. When we did lines of credit for homeowners that were looking for a mortgage, um, we barely made a commission on it because lenders would only pay us based on how much of the line of credit was used after a certain period of time. And most people at, at, at that time were just getting lines of credit to have them. They weren't actually using them. And so we would invest however many hours it took to do the application, meet the client, get the paperwork signed, ultimately get the deal funded. But we would hardly make any money. Um, and I think it was almost fractional. So if we made a dollar helping somebody get a mortgage, we would make 15 cents helping them get a line of credit. And so if you're a professional services provider, you're going to want to know that some clients um, are going to require the same amount of work as other clients, but they're also going to have this extra level of care that they're going to need. So they might tie up your admin team, they might tie up your sales team, they might tie you up, and in tying you up, they're not able, you're not able to help another customer. So that's one way that you can cut your costs and save your margin, is by being more selective about the customer or the job that you go after. Um, and I think that if you're if you're listening to this and it's starting to maybe percolate, um, there's some ideas percolating upstairs and you're thinking, okay, I kind of see what he's talking about. I'm going to be more selective about the clients that I go after. I'm going to look for the patterns um, uh, in what we're doing or the number of times I'm doing something every time our business sells a product or a service. And I'm going to see if there's ways to make that more efficient or maybe outsource some of it to save me some money. Um, but kind of the overarching theme is that the more you do something, then the more that you notice where you can cut your costs and increase margins. It's not unusual when I'm chatting with an entrepreneur for them to, how would you say, they would be very well versed in how they uh, generate sales in their business. And they would probably be able to tell you a lot about the product or the service that they sell. But the other side of the ledger, the cost side, not many entrepreneurs can speak to it very well. And in my experience, because I tend to uh, work with businesses that are in trouble, um, looking at the other side of the equation, the cost side of the equation, usually happens out of necessity. And it's always amazing that 
when a business has never really examined their costs or their processes in terms of what it takes to provide the service uh, to their customers uh, or the product to their customers that their business offers, when they've never really had to look at the costs, when they finally get to, it's surprising how much they can do with it. Um, it's not unusual, for example, that a business is going to have a subscription to a lot of software applications only to find out that they're kind of really only using one or two, really. Um, that they'll have costs for associations and memberships. And um, there's just costs that run through a business that an entrepreneur who's not forced to look at them will just ignore. And so if you're looking to figure out, well, how can we make more profit from less revenue? Um, the best advice I can give you is start signing every check that goes out the front door and start realizing, hey, what, where, you know, why do we pay this much? What is this all about? Um, not so much to, to create a gotcha moment with your team, but more or less just to help you say, okay, our revenue has flatlined. We don't think we can really grow our top line. We do need to figure out how to be more profitable with what we have now. So one of my strategies is I'm just going to start signing every check. And no money can leave the bank account. I mean, no money can leave the bank account until I have personally looked at it and approved it. And at first you might think, Dylan, that's crazy. I don't have time for that. Well, if your margin and your profit is important enough to you, you will find time to go through this exercise. You will, I promise you, you will find time to... Um, structure your business in such a way that twice a week, uh, my style is once a week, kind of every Friday. Um, everybody knows that by Friday, all the bills are going to get paid. And so if you've got bills that need to be paid, they're all going to be done Friday. But I'm looking at every single one of them. And then that gives me an opportunity to ask questions and make sure that we're doing the best job that we can. So that is uh, kind of what I was thinking about this week, given um, the the recession that is around the corner, although I'm not sure how that could be. But um, nonetheless, it feels like it's going to be tougher for businesses going forward, or certainly businesses are going to have to be better stewards of the resources and the people that they have at their disposal to run their business and to make it profitable. And one of those classic questions is, how do we make more money if we have less revenue or flatlined revenue? And so hopefully you found in this episode, that there are a couple of things that you can walk away and think about. You can figure out, is there a way to cut costs, just straight up cut costs? Are there a way, is there a way to streamline the costs or outsource them? Or can we make some purchasing decisions that allow us to maybe spend a little bit more money today, but in exchange, we get a, we get a discount off of the price we normally pay for things like parts and materials. Um, and that would enable us to make more money at the end of the year. Um, or do we become more selective about the kind of customers we choose to work with or the kind of projects that we, um, as a business, agree to take on. Um, or maybe it's a mix of all of that stuff. But believe it or not, making more money with less revenue is possible. But you got to focus on the cost side of the ledger and you have to figure out, um, you have to know where every penny is going and then work backwards and say to yourself, okay, what do we, what do we need to do to make this better? So I trust that you found this episode helpful and insightful. If you did, please share it or give it to um, uh, another entrepreneur that could benefit from what was what was discussed here on this episode. And uh, I'm available, pretty much pretty easy guy to get a hold of. LinkedIn is probably the easiest way to do that. And I know that many of you do take advantage of that. So thanks. It's pretty awesome. And uh, if you've got questions, I'd love to answer them. If you've got things you'd love to hear me talk about, 
love to hear me talk about. Maybe there's things you'd like me to talk about. I'd be happy to do so. Send me a message or an email and uh, hopefully you will find your way um, over to the next episode.